You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we are setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall Sabraki, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, wife, and U.S. Navy Lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. I have returning guest from season one, Summer Wilson. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be back. This is just so crazy and cool. It's so crazy. We've (laughs) needed to catch up forever, but this is the perfect way of doing so. It's like everyone gets a little peek into our catch-up phone call. Literally. When we spoke initially, rewind in time, and now it feels like a decade, but it was two years ago when we first connected via social media. Do you remember how we technically met on social media? I think just I I commented on your video, I think. Or did I send... (sighs) No, nope, I remember. I'm going to tell okay, you. Listen, it was 2020. It was a weird year. Nothing made it was sense. A weird year. It was like a leap year, like a glitch in the matrix, if you will. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, it really was. I just have like, I'm, I'm a freak about, um, well, I have like a f- semi-photographic memory. So the reason why I understand this story is because it was on social media. And I remember like the day and the post and everything. So now I feel like a bad friend because I no, claim to have good memory. Friend. I'm just a psychopath. So... <laughs> We were both, so Swim Search launched. We both did the Sports Illustrated Swim Search in 2020. It launched on the beginning of August, like August 1st or something. They were doing every Friday, hashtag feel good fuels. And they were reposting hopefuls that killed it on social media that week. Like, you know, had a post or whatever that was really inspiring. So you and I were in the second group they got featured and you and I were in it in the group together. You, me, Lewis, a couple other hopefuls. I think I started a group chat and I was like, See, what does this what I was mean for to. us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, what and the heck is like, Congrats. And we were like, I don't know what it means. Like, does this mean we get a call back? I don't know. But from that, you and I had a special bonds and like we followed did. and supported and texted like through the whole journey, which lasted forever. It felt um, like eons, literally. <laughs> literally eons, which is why we all got so close. But you made it into the magazine. I so did. I can't believe it. I, like honestly, looking back. Me either, crazy. Kelly. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, who was that? Like, who was what that? in the world? Like, it was just such a whirlwind. And it, I mean, honestly, such a blessing and so freaking cool that I literally felt like I stepped outside of my body for a year and was like watching from above me. And even now I look back and like things pop up on my time hop and stuff. And I'm like, I did what? That, that is yeah. still insane to me. <laughs> I It gets so incredible. This is exactly why I wanted to have you back on the podcast. I was talking to Austin in the car on the way home today. And I was like, yeah, I have a podcast with Summer Wilson. And he was like, Summer Wilson? Like, I feel like I know that name. And I go, oh, <laughs> Summer Doing Things. And he goes, Summer Doing Things. I'm like, yeah, it's like everybody knows Summer Doing Things on Instagram. Um, that's her. <laughs> but because all that time we spent that year of just really supporting each other. And we did. I think that's exactly what people need to hear. Like people like you and I, everyday people, we just shoot our shot. 
and we both did at the exact same time. You shoot your shot, you applied for Sports Illustrated, you submitted your video, you were selected, like one of 15 selected that year as a finalist. You shot with Sports Illustrated. I've continued following your journey and now you literally own your own company. And like when I met you, you weren't doing any of this. So please let's (sighs) just like start from the beginning of one, some of the great things that came from Sports Illustrated for those who are interested. But then also what I want to get into is your business. How did you walk away from your corporate world? How did this even start? We need the background. Give us all the background. (laughs) Yeah. So again, I still like look at my life and I'm like, either I'm just super lucky or like, how are all these things happen to me? And I think like you said, it's just kind of shooting your shot. And sometimes like you're going to shoot blanks and sometimes like you hit the aim that you're going for it, you know, like you just have to go for it. And SI was a testament of that. And I still, again, (laughs) look back like, who the hell is that girl? I still can't believe it. But it really projected me into this like newfound confidence of like, I really can do this if I try. And I gained a lot of followers or relatively speaking, a lot of followers from this. And you did. I really put my heart and soul into it. And I, I turned my platform from like making just quirky, funny captions into super passionate captions, things that I felt Mm -hmm. really reached my audience. And I got a lot of good feedback from that of being your best self, going for it. You have one life type of deal. And I feel like it was really well received. I don't know. Received, yeah. Received. There we go. Received. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, it just gave me the confidence. And I kind of took a step back one day. You know, I was still in corporate America. When we last spoke, I was in medical sales in Baltimore. I then took a leap of faith with my boyfriend. We moved to St. Petersburg, Florida, the greater Tampa Bay area. He started his own business as a general contractor. He owns his own business as well. He just really wanted to be in this awesome kind of boomtown for real estate yeah. and building and all of that kind of stuff. So we moved and I was working for another tech company. I left medical sales. They weren't they weren't hired in Florida. So I, I found an awesome company that I, I really did love. Don't get me wrong. Like I loved it. However, at the end of every day, I was just like, this is just like not filling my cup like it should. I feel like I'm just getting by why am I doing that when I could easily yeah. not? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if that's it's, like the right mentality, but it's like, why would I keep doing something if I yeah. could easily not do something and do something that I love to do? I like to stop there just to say yeah. like so many people are in that space right now. Yeah, I have a conversation with Austin. Like I'm contractually obligated to the military at certain points. I could get out today, actually, which is interesting. But Hmm. when I step foot into my new duty station or my new billet in the summer, I owe at least two years to that billet. I can't just like bounce. Right. And so in those like below moments I have, I have to really reflect like, is this what I want to do? And then I always circle back to say yes. Him, anytime he's not feeling like something's filling his cup, we kind of give it a minute, you know, like, is this a pattern or is this an incident? Like, is this one incident that's frustrating or is this a continuous pattern that you're like not happy? And I say that to him. I'm like, awesome. Life is way too short. It really is. I think a lot of people feel that. And I love that you dove into it. So I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to kind of highlight that point. I think it's amazing. Oh, I think you had some good points too. Like, is it bad or is it an incident? And I love that you said that. Like, I'm not saying, oh my God, you hate your job. Like you're having a bad week. You should bounce and like go Mm -hmm. paint some pictures instead. Like, you know, really think about it. Make sure financially if it makes sense and if you've saved up enough because it is hard and 
if you can't do it alone, do you have a partner that's going to support you? You've got to really have that in place and any backup plans and things like that. But it was something I was thinking about for a while and had a fantastic relationship with my boss. I still do. I love her. Her name is also Kelly. So Kelly's must be fantastic. Thanks. But I just love a good, you know, I wasn't even like necessarily doing poorly at sales. Sales is tough. You know, like anyone in sales right now, like you have those ebbs and flows where you're killing it and you're on top of the world and you're number one on your team. And then you have months where you're not and you can't make anything stick. And it just got to the point where I just felt like I was meant to do something else. And I know I have a creative bone in my body. I always have. And I just, I wasn't doing it anymore. And I'm like, you know, I feel like I have something to offer and I want to do it. So Seriously, I set up a Zoom. Well, not set up. We have we had weekly meetings and I was so nervous to tell her what I was about to tell her, my boss. But we had a call and before it even started, she was like, Summer, can I talk to you? And I was like, oh, sure. And she was like, I can just tell a shift lately. And she was like, are you happy? And I really appreciated that question. And oh. I was like, honestly, not really. And it was just such like a, and I understand not all companies are like this, but I was really, really blessed to have such an open, transparent conversation. But I was like, honestly, no, like there were just some things. And I was like, is anything going to change? Like with territory? And it was just, just tough. Like you can't just switch territories when you have a full awesome team where everyone's killing it. And I just was like, I don't know if this is for me anymore. And she was like, honestly, I don't know if it is either. She was like, I know you've been doing this home renovation on the side with your friends and with your family, with your boyfriend. And I see you light up when you talk about it and you don't light up about this. And I was like, you're so right. I don't. And we ended up talking things and they gave me a really cool deal. So I was able to leave, but still, you know, get paid out some of my commissions and everything for about a month or two. So she was like, decide tonight, you can quit tomorrow, no hard feelings and go for it. And, you know, I had the support of my boyfriend, Mike, and, you know, we had a a conversation and I had saved up a lot of money, not a lot, but enough to like get me by for a few months. And I pulled the plug and I did it. And it was like the most WTF moment ever because I was like, okay, okay, well, I cannot turn around and undo this. I yeah. cannot, I cannot unquit. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. You have leaved. I have now leave. fully quit, but it almost holds you accountable. It's like, okay, then yeah. put yourself out there. Time to put yourself out there now and really like figure out a business because there's a lot, as you know, like, and you know, with your podcast and all the things you do, there's way more of them meets the eye for a lot of people. And I had mm-hmm. to learn that through failing forward and things like that too. But yeah, I know that was long winded, so, but that's how I got no, here. No, <laughs> no, that was an amazing story. It's so relatable. I mean, God, I'm just waiting for the day. Sorry, I'm, a, I'm about to get into all things small business for my listeners who are like, shut oh, up, Kelly. Yeah. But I think for me, I still have so much passion for the Navy. I genuinely do love my job. And I think when there will come a day when that might, that light might start getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer, depending on what direction my career takes me. And I think that there will be a day when a senior officer sits me down and is like, Kelly, I know you, you got a podcast and you're (laughs) influencing and you're doing this and you're doing that. Is this really? And I might be like, I don't know. But I think I keep living like my parallel life because I still do have like one leg in that's so passionate about the Navy. And I've got my other leg in that loves everything else that I'm doing. So I'm proud of you for putting both legs into one lane and diving in because super scary. It's so So, scary. scary. Oh my God. 
you though, I have to give you credit. Like, I know we're catching up over this too. Like, listeners, we're literally catching up right now. Like, we have literally not catching up. This. <laughs> like, you are killing it. When Kelly and I first met over Instagram, I think she was at like fifteen thousand followers, guys. Like, that is insane. And like, you are self-made, and like, you're passionate, and you can tell you're passionate, and that's why people like following you, like myself, obviously, like we're friends. But I just had to shout you out too. Sorry. It is the weirdest thing. Like I used to look at people and I remember like Ella Halikas, shout yeah. out Ella. She did swim search with us when she made a hundred thousand followers, probably like a year and a half. It was like through swim search. I think she like hit a hundred thousand followers. She kills it. And I was like, oh my God, like that's so crazy. Like what a benchmark. And she like went out and celebrated and everything. And at the time I'm, I had like 30 or 25 or something. And I was like, that's just so far away. And now like on the crux of about to hit a hundred thousand followers. That is I'm insane. And nothing has changed besides I think my like excitement has been ignited even more so like people are, I feel like literally when you're given a microphone, it's time to step up and figure out what you're going to say now. Right. How do you want to use this microphone? And that's kind of mm-hmm. how I view social media and like all these things that keep happening. Okay. It's not necessarily pressure. It's just like an amplification So like, what am I going to show up and share with the audience today? Like how, you know, that's fun and happy and and I don't feel pressure about. So nothing's really changed. I just keep like (sighs) doing me. You're so true and you're so consistent and people trust at least, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak for maybe 99.1 thousand people. People like what you have to say. I mean, I think that's what it's all about is staying true to you. And I was true to myself all through swim search. And I, I think that was recognized. And I was true to myself and my job. And I knew when it was time for me to step out, like I was not doing, I mean, I was working very hard at my job. Don't get me wrong, but I knew like you know, maybe some fresh eyes need to be in here. Someone who might be more passionate about the sales role than me. And you've got to show up where you know you're going to shine out the most. I knew where I was going to shine. And it was just like this burning passion. And honestly, like never be too proud to say something about yourself. Like I know I have a talent that like I had put in this back burner and put in like, it's like a shirt in your closet that like has been there. It's like your favorite, but you never wear it. But like it's in there. It's now become like, I don't know, like a decoration in the closet. You never use yeah, it. Like, you're like, oh, someday I'll use that. <laughs> love it. It's my favorite, but I'll never use it. I'll use it when I need the boost or whatever. But I just knew where I needed to put myself and very scary decision, but I'm glad yeah. that I did. Yeah. And I think that's one reason too, when I reflect on like who I want to bring on the show, I don't always want to bring, and I, you know, yes, I've had some incredible guests, but I don't always just want to bring these people that have like, arrived. They have made it. They had done X, Y, Z. Notice I didn't even reach out after you got in Sports Illustrated. Like I, because I think what is really approachable and relatable is when you are in the thick of it and you're doing it because people don't know how to just do it. Like they, some are doing things. Some are did things. (laughs) Some are quitting your job. (laughs) That was a moment. They need to hear what is happening right now. So they feel empowered to start making those slight changes in their own life. Because, I mean, we're in our early 30s. We have our whole lives ahead of us. We're not 65 giving advice on like what we wish we had done differently. We are doing it now. So on that note, we are doing things, Kelly. We are (laughs) doing things now. (laughs) So we're doing things. (laughs) So with that, I want to dive into the business. Yeah. And, you know, I have a list of things here I want to kind of pick your brain on. But 
starting out, what do you think for anyone who is interested in starting a business, creating an LLC, quitting their job, any of that? What would you say is the most misunderstood thing about diving into this world you're now in with building a company and building a business? Yeah, I mean, I think it might be misunderstood to some and very understood to others. But I think just thinking you're going to start this and like, even if you're really good at your craft, that it's just going to take off. It doesn't even matter. Like, I mean, you might have the network for it. You might have it. I mean, it depends on what you're doing. But I think what's most misunderstood is like, that it's going to pop off immediately. Like we're in a world where instant gratification is an everyday thing. Like we're getting dopamine hits constantly on our phone. We get a like, a heart, a pop-up, a notification, anything. TikTok is seven seconds and we're like, woo, best video ever. And like we're used to that instant gratification. You can post a video of your dog like looking silly and it goes viral and for no reason. And you have a bazillion likes and followers just from that. And I think for me, I don't think I expected that, but it's hard work. I mean, I so I originally went to school, funny story, foreign tier design, but I left after my freshman year. It oh, was just really? a lot of work. I was still in college, but like I went into communications. It was just not decorating. It was more math and I'm not great at math. And all of this stuff is testing me and I've learned so much patience. We'll dive into that too. But I just lost my train of thought. Like I didn't have a background in this. Like I was in sales, y'all. Like I was, I mean, at one point selling like labs and blood work. And then I went to selling toast, which was restaurant software. Like, and I, here I am just like painting walls in my house on the side and like trying to renovate and everything. But I got a lot of good response on Instagram randomly from it. So I didn't have a portfolio. Like I didn't have anything. So like, if you're going to do this, like you've really got to keep in mind, like what credibility do you have? If you don't have it, how are you going to, how are you going to build that portfolio? How are you going to show people what you can do? How are you going to get people to believe in you to use your service or product to show other people that other people like your product or your service, things like that. So, you know, just understanding that it is a grind and it's not easy and it's not this instant gratification situation, but honestly, like the grind is so worth it. It's so rewarding, especially like with what I do. I use my hands every day. Like I've, <laughs> I was showing Kelly right when we got on. I was like, my hands are, I'm literally at an Airbnb right now, finishing it up. Um, In her but, overalls, which I love. <laughs> overalls literally. Like I love it. I know. I literally have paint all over me. But yeah, it's just, you know, you got to work hard. And obviously like you got to work hard. Everyone says that, but like, you've really got to pre- be prepared to like, sit with yourself and say, literally, though, how am I going to project this forward? First of all, can you explain to us like exactly what your business is? And like, how did you narrow down? I think a lot of people are multi-passionate. They want to start a business. They're like, oh, but I'm good at X and I'm good at Y and I'm good at Z. How did you narrow down your brand and your vision for your company? I feel like my brand is like kind of morphing the more projects that I am getting. But I just love to make a space unique. I love sitting in a space and not wanting to leave it. I love things to look different. I love like someone, I am all about like atmosphere. Ask my boyfriend, we go to a restaurant. He's like, it could be the worst food on the planet, but if it looks really cool, you will suggest that place over and over. I'm all about like guest experience. Even in my home, like I want someone to walk in and be wowed. And I wanted people to feel like that in their own space. And I feel like I have that niche in that ability to do that for people and, you know, obviously figuring out what they want to do, but putting my own spin on it. So I do interior design, interior styling. Right now, my niche has kind of moved towards like the restaurant scene and Airbnbs because it is more of like an experience. 
for people. Yeah. Airbnbs once used to be like your classic farmhouse or like a classic, if you're at the beach, it has like seashells everywhere and things like that. Now with research and everything, people want an experience. People want to go yeah. into a place where it's, you're not going to get that at home. Like yeah. you're walking in almost to like, not a bar, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a really funky out there, like feng shui, different, yeah, like, Instagrammable. Yes, like, Instagrammable. Yes. It's like surprisingly offbeat. Nothing you would ever do at your own home for most people. Like, right. Except like, for my house. Yeah, <laughs> my boyfriend, house. thank yeah. God, he lets me like use it as a palette. But yeah, that's what I do. I do funky, really funky walls, lots of color usually. I mean, I can do more of like a minimalistic or like mid-century modern kind of stuff. But where I think I add a lot of value is outside of the box and doing things that you wouldn't expect in a room. Um, again, short-term rentals, Airbnb. I can do styling too, like for anyone who's trying to show their house or get pictures of their house done. But yeah, that's kind of the niche that I've gone into. I do virtual Amazing. designs as well for people. So that was something I had to think about. It's like, well, I'm only in Florida. I can only go so far unless I'm being flown out. How can I maximize on my time and my ability? Okay, I can do virtual design. So I taught myself how to work through Spoke, which is a design program where I do different rooms virtually and I product source for everyone at, within their budget. So that's really like the most time consuming thing is wow. finding the stuff to go into the house. So I find all yeah. of it send over a link. It has everything there for you to order. I can order it for you if you want me to. So kind of like a white glove service. One of my girlfriends, I did her house in Orlando completely virtual. And it's almost been kind of like a personal stylist for a home because sometimes it does take longer than just, you know, a few weeks. And it's been kind of a, a rolling situation with us. And she texts me like, Hey, what do you think about this? And I'm just my phone, I could shoot her some stuff over. So it's been really cool. Like wow. I try to be more relationship based, super creative. I don't know. I mean, like you said, I'm in the thick of it. I'm figuring it out as I go. And what I'm liking so far is just doing these really funky spaces and having that relationship and the face that my clients make when they see it, like, oh my God, like I wasn't expecting that. That's super cool. Has been awesome. So amazing. And I have some questions here, like finances and LLC and, and all of that stuff. But I want to ask, we started with your Sports Illustrated search when into the top 15. Do you feel like, how did that help you? I feel like it couldn't hurt you. How did that help Definitely you kind not. of get into this? Like how does diving into these other opportunities and allowing, like you said, it was a quick blip one year of your life, but now you're pursuing something that's going to increase the whole span of your life if you want to. How do you take experiences like that and, and turn it into something like this? Your network is your net worth. I'm telling you, it is not. Ooh, what you network do. is net worth. I love yes, that. It is. I'm telling you, because like, like I said, Kelly, like I didn't have a portfolio before, you know, and I met so many fantastic people. Like obviously you, Katie Austin and I are good friends. I actually did yeah. her house. Like I saw that. Yeah, that was awesome launch pad for me. And, you know, it felt like it gave me that credibility because like you get it. If someone else sees that someone's doing it, they're like, well, if she's doing it, then I want to do it. Well, if she's doing it, then I want to do it too. And like, you know, it's like kind of that demand that other people see and then they wanted to. And it's unfortunate that that's a thing, but that's with anything, like anything mm -hmm. that's trending online is because, well, that girl did it. I want to do it too. So for me, having that in my portfolio was huge. And I met her through SI Jenna Sims and I, we met literally, I walked past her and I was like, I like your dress. And that's how we became friends and not necessarily for business, but every person you meet, and I think this is a good takeaway, like you never know 
what not someone can offer. Cause I like to, I like everyone. I want to be everyone's friend, but like literally be nice to everyone and everything that you do be intentional with every conversation that you have with everyone, because you have no freaking clue who people know and how you could fit into their life. Or like, you know, if you're a good person and you have a genuine conversation with someone, they're like, Oh, what do you do? They tell you, they're like, oh, well, I know someone who needs to do this. And I know someone who needs to do this. Networking, like I said, is everything. Yeah. I didn't even have that on my notes. But yeah, duh. Like, that's so important, (laughs) you know, to like launch anything. And also, I'd say an aside is like mentorship in your network. You can find people who maybe have been there, done that. And you can learn from like their own lessons, their own failures. Like, hey, Summer, like I tried doing this. Just, you know, be weary of that as you move forward in your company. And you'd be like, oh, wow, like I wouldn't have done it the same way. But like, that's good to know. For example, with podcasting, I talked to probably like six different mentors before launching. And four of the six were like, be hesitant about doing like video with your podcasts. Because if you, it's something I'm interested in getting into, but they're like, when you are setting the precedent that you do a weekly podcast on a certain date, you cannot miss it. Your audience is depending on you to publish a video on Tuesday evenings for your podcast. And also you're not flexible because you're showing up on video and they're like audio just as, you know, resonates with listeners, allows for flexibility. There's not an increased demand and pushing something out, pushing out certain content a specific time a week. And I was like, you know what? With my lifestyle, I need as much flexibility as I can get. So I haven't done video (laughs) in three seasons and it's something I would love to get into more, but I appreciated that from the start, just building the plane as we fly it. Like how can I eliminate obstacles and make this transition easier for me? And now that I feel like pretty established in the space, I'm like, okay, maybe I can go back, circle back to those initial things and add video or or do this or do that. But just even having mentors in your network that have been there, so huge. That's, it's funny you say that. It's just kind of scary to reach out to people you look up to, right? In any capacity. And it's something that was suggested to me, like, if you want to do something, follow all the people you idolize, see what they do, see the, how they post, like see their processes, see what's working for them, and then add your own twist or do it better. Is Everyone says do it better, but like people I look at, I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I can do they better. They do it pretty but- damn good. <laughs> they do it pretty yeah. damn good, but I'll try to do it. But there's this girl, I'm going to say the B word only because it's in her name. It's, it's Bridget bitch is her TikTok and Instagram. And I reached out because I was like, you know what? This girl literally has a similar style to me. It's super out there. She's so successful and she just seems cool. So I DM'd her yesterday and was like, or maybe like a couple days ago and she got back to me yesterday, but I wanted to know how she prices herself because Mm. when it's not a product, but when you put a price on a very subjective thing that is art, it is very weird. And especially when it's yours and you're like, well, this is, I did this and I think this is how much it's worth. And for me, that was a struggle at first. And if anyone is in the art space or doing design, I do suggest originally having cheaper prices just to get that clientele and get people on board and for you to practice and figure out how long it takes you to do a project and figuring out different tools that you need to have on hand, like lasers and stuff. Asked her about pricing and she actually reached back out and Mike and I are sitting on the couch last night. And I was like, oh my God, she just sent me a voice memo. I'm freaking out. Anyways, we ended up going back. Oh my God. I know. That's amazing. I know. We, we literally were talking today. So we went back and forth for like an hour and she had questions for me too. And so it was almost like, oh, like she 
also wants advice. So like, don't be afraid to reach out to the people that you look up to. You might not get an answer, but you might. And like you said, having that mentor, ask people who've done it because they've done it and they're successful. So like, what's it going to hurt? There's enough space to go around. You're not their competition. Yeah. I think that's something too, is I was nervous about is like, well, I have friends who also are in this space. Am I stepping on their toes? No. How many hairdressers are there? There's a bazillion and there's a bunch of good ones. And like, you got to just think like, you're not in competition. You're asking. We can for all help. have our own lane. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's enough to go around. Like exactly. I had to get out of my head about that pricing myself, and I'm still figuring, you know, that part out too. And- I do want to circle back on that because so you said something that was really important about like getting your foot in the door initially, and maybe it's not as like your prices maybe don't reflect the value that you feel, but I think it's important to be fair because two things. Number one, when I first started as a photographer. TBT. <laughs> Kelly Renee Photography back in 2014. I was, I got my LLC. Well, I remember looking at your pics, girly. Weren't you picking that up again? Yes and no. I mean, it just like doesn't spark joy the way that it used to. Then don't do it. Yeah. I've <laughs> kind of stopped doing it. And that's kind of my answer. I still love all the tools and skills I initially got from building my photography business, but it's just not how I want to spend my time anymore. But initially it was all out of passion. I didn't think I was good enough. I was charging like $40 a session, like 40 bucks. I know. Insane. Like I just want to punch myself in the face. $40 (laughs) because the way I looked at it, I was like, you know what? This is like gas money. You're saying it's fun money. Yeah. I was like, oh, like this is like gas money. I have a career already. I'm in the Navy. And thank you so much for booking me. Like that's the way I was looking at it. I was like, thank you so much. Like like you think people are doing you a favor. You a favor. Yeah. And so for like a year, I charged next to nothing, dirt cheap. Until I got to a point where I was like, you know, I'm kind of good at this. Like I'd really appreciated my craft. I figured it out, like my style. Like, okay, yeah. In the beginning, maybe it was worth 40 bucks because it was like kind of trash. But (laughs) then I got pretty good at it. And so I got to a point where I was charging like, you know, $40, DTD. Yeah. And this person wanted me to do an engagement session that was 45 minutes away, that I had to pay for my own parking, which was $15, that they were half an hour late for. And it took up a whole Saturday evening, pretty much, you know, it was like f- basically four to nine. And I got home and my roommate was like, Kelly, you have got to start charging more. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. She's like, they know exactly what they're doing. They used you. Like you are so talented. You should have, they should have been giving you gas money. They should have paid for your parking and they should have paid you for the amount you went over in your session. She's like, that's not worth 40 bucks. And it's not worth your time. She's like, you're too talented. She's like, you need to start charging 250 minimum. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) But basically it was like a hundred dollars an hour. It was like 250 for a two hour session or whatever. My point is, I actually increased my rates a little bit thereafter as well, but it was more of like, okay, I do think I'm good at this. Like I do have a knack for this. And I also see my time as more valuable. Mm-hmm. So I need to have a little bit more respect for myself. Huh? But I'll caveat that with, I had a friend in the exact same space, starting out from nothing, had just got her own camera, didn't really know photography that well. And I gave her that advice. I was like, you just need to get your foot in the door at first. Charge, you know, 80 bucks a session, whatever. And she's like, no, my rates are $300 for a one-hour session. And I was like, okay, I love the confidence. I love it. Love it. <laughs> I was like, but 
there's not many people who are going to pay that for someone who doesn't have a portfolio and no no experience. No experience. Like you have to like kind of humble yourself. Like, yes, I'm good at this, but I've got to prove myself. Mm -hmm. And then put your all into those sessions. Like, yeah, because if I don't have a portfolio, who is going to pay for that? If there's no hype around what I'm doing, if there's no Mm -hmm. cool pictures, like, okay, they can just go to someone else who does have a portfolio. So I agree, like getting your foot in the door, like I did with Katie, you know, the projects I'm working on now, like I did a pretty heavily discounted rate. However, I put my all and I know it took a lot of my time, but to me, it's worth it because it really showcases what I can do and I'm going to have a great Mm -hmm. portfolio from it. Just Mm -hmm. got another Airbnb property in Boise and I was able to give, you know, it's still discounted, but like it's more than it was. So I'm gradually getting yeah. there. And I think, you know, yep. my next one, I'm going to say, this is actually worth my time because it. I do murals. I paint things on the wall. Like it takes a long time to do these things. So, mm-hmm. you know, knowing your worth, yes, but like working towards that worth, that sounds bad, but like working towards knowing what, say, hey, this is when I get XYZ projects, this is what I'm going to charge. But for now, I'm going to work my way up into that. Yeah. I think that's so humble of you. And that's such a great business mind. This is a drop in the bucket compared to the rest of your time owning your business. Like Mm -hmm. everything you're doing right now, all the photos you're taking, the content, the experience, the, like you said, freaking hands covered in paint, like all this time knee deep into your work, you are going to, without question, go to a client even a year from now and be like, I charge this much. And I know it's fair because of blank. Mm -hmm. And your client is going to be like, Okay. No questions asked. Okay. Yep. You got it, Summer. Dotted line. That confidence too. And I think, you know, this could go for any business. It's kind of like do research. Why is it that much? Really be able to spell out to your client. It costs XYZ because it takes me this many hours, this much material. This is the square footage I'm working with. Come prepared to any new meeting or anything like that. Prepared to explain why. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't have to explain why because you're like, hello, it's a great product. But like, just to be prepared being new into something, it's like, this is why it comes. And if you Mm -hmm. come to that meeting, knowing X, Y, Z, this is why this costs this and this costs this and this costs this. And this is how much time, you know, from previous experience, you know, from working into this new pricing, this is how I know. So then you're saying, and that's why it costs this much money. They don't have anything to say. And they might, you know, rebuttal because everybody wants a deal which brings me to working with friends. Don't let friends take advantage of you. Yes. Wait, I was just about to give an example of that, but I want to hear your perspective first. <laughs> well, not that it's ha- happened to me necessarily because I, I'm i getting paid. Like, you know, I'm getting paid to do things and some people are through my network and everything. But once you do get more established, people are going to start reaching out more and, you know, hey, can you help me do this? Hey, can you, you know, do this? And Which is something you would usually charge for otherwise, obviously help where you can, but like, you've got to draw a line. It's like, yeah, my fee is X, Y, Z. They've got to understand too, like you've got bills to pay Mm -hmm. because you don't have anything else coming in otherwise. Like I've learned such a new appreciation of the dollar and I have worked since I was 15, but it's different when you have a salary and you know, you might have a Friday where you kind of slack off a little bit. You you quit the day at 3.30 or 4, but you're still getting your salary. You're still getting paid. Whereas me, if I'm not working, I'm not getting paid right now. Like. I've got to figure out where those revenue streams are coming in. So, yeah, you know, they yeah. have to understand like your time is valued. And if they want you to do something, if you're in a service like I do, then it needs to be paid for. I'm in this interesting mindset where I have 
really like hustled since forever, you know, hustled collaborations even for my wedding. I did sponsorships, (laughs) whatever, whatever. Like I did all of these things. I think within this last year, and it's interesting because I actually don't get paid for my posts on social media. Like I don't do paid. Yeah, I don't do paid collaborations because it's very gray ethically with the Navy and the DOD. I did not know that. Yeah. So the reason is because I just don't want to, I don't want to get into any in this like legal gray area with my Instagram because there's so many opportunities that are coming through the Navy right now with my social media. I don't want them to stop working with me because I did this 3K brand deal. And then now they're saying, well, Kelly's following is being boosted by the collaborations she's doing with the Navy. So therefore, like, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of ethical questions in that because I'm the first they've really done this with, like the social media and the Navy, which is super cool. But I just kind of looked at it and I was like, you know what? It's not worth burning those bridges and doing these Navy social media collaborations to get like a quick 1K or 2K. But with that, I almost crack up. It was a bit of a realization for me when brands, summer, you're going to die. My inbox is full of collaborations. People are like, hey, I work for a water filtration company and we want you to post about our water filter. Uh, we'll pay you $200. And I'm oh like, oh my God, $200. You are smoking something because $200 <laughs> for a following of 100 that like, it just doesn't no, add you up. You don't understand anything. And then the next breath, I have a healthcare company that wants to partner with me. We're going to offer you $3,500 to post once. You know, That's and I'm amazing. Like, it's so funny that like in there, in that space, I just want to laugh at the people who reach out and they're like, or they're like, oh, we can't do paid collaborations. So if I can just send you a couple of things, free like, gift. yeah. And I'm like, and there are a couple of times I will accept these because I like believe in their mission. I'm like, Wait, there's I some things like, I'm like, okay, well, I'd actually like to have that. Yeah. So. <laughs> like, yeah, I actually like to have that. Or Salvation Army reached out to me and they're like, oh. well, we don't have a big budget. But And I was like, oh my God, I'll post about the Salvation Army. Like, are of you course. kidding me? I'm not you didn't have to ask you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I'll happily do it for free. But in those conversations, I'm almost laughing because I'm like, do you know how much time and talent and hours and all of us it has taken to build this presence. It's taking me almost six years. Yeah. And yet you see my value at $200 to post once versus understanding I might be posting once and you might equate that to $200. But what about the years I've poured into building this audience? 100%. That's what you're not understanding. And so now when I approach, say, friends, who have businesses or want to do, oh, like Kelly, don't worry. Like I'll sponsor you. I'll do it for free. I'm like, actually, no, like you are taking time out of a paid client schedule to help me. And I, that's not okay with me. Like, I feel like you should be paid. Let's get somewhere. Let's meet somewhere halfway. Like they're like, no, no, no. Like just tag me, just tag me this or that. And I'm like, I don't want to take time away from paying clients. So I look at it from a totally different perspective because time really is money and I respect people's hustle and I'm not here to disrespect everything you've poured into because I want a quick free collab or whatever. So same thing with you, with friends reaching out. It's like, honey, recognize your friend is out there killing it, working her butt off, building this business. Like you're helping her more by also not just bringing her in to build her portfolio, but paying her too. Like she's right. got to pay her and bills. And I'm not saying this is happening to me necessarily. Yeah. My friends are paying It happens me. a lot. But a it lot does. And like, though. 
I will say I get random DMs like, hey, can you link this? And hey, can you link that? And I, I really do like, in, like I said, the relationship part, I'm still building out. So I'm going to help anyone that I can. But like, it does take time. I'm usually like, I have to get back to you. You know, but I think if I had a friend reach out and say, hey, will you do this whole room for me and then not offer something? I'd be like, no, especially now, because like I am a one man show. I don't have anyone else doing this with me. And I'm doing like physical labor. Yeah. Like, so yeah, like physical I, I, labor. I do not have time to physically do it. Like I am literally, as Kelly knows, sitting at an Airbnb where I just painted a wall like yeah. an hour ago. Exactly. Like you said, time is money and understanding that it, it takes so much time because at the beginning, like the imposter syndrome was so real. I would just like wanted anyone to ask me to do anything. Uh, but just knowing your worth and having the confidence to say like, no, you know that this is my price and this is why. Yeah. And making sure it makes sense. I'm going to give the craziest, most erroneous example, but this is true. I watched a Kim Kardashian episode or like episode of the Kardashians and Kim Kardashian was talking about how back, you know, in forever when Instagram was first a thing, she would post about Wendy's because they paid her a butt ton of money. But then like three posts later, she's posting like Adkins because like they gave her a butt ton of money. And she's like, I just like took a step back and realized I was just really giving my time to the highest bidder, but nothing was making sense in my brand. Nothing. And that, (laughs) I'm a weird Kardashian fan. Like I do like the Kardashians. Sorry. I I am obsessed and I love Kim. I think she is so well-spoken. She is a dime piece, obviously. And she's a good mom. Like, come on. And like, let's, like their business. She puts up with Kanye. Come on. Like the stuff that she puts up with. Yeah, I she put them Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and they're still standing. They're still kicking it. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? These people, they, they'll say whatever they want about me. But I'm like, hey, Kim Kardashian probably gets thousands of right. text, comments, messages, freaking envelopes, letters to her door. But yet she's still standing and kicking it and doing her thing. And I listen. I take note of things that she has to say. And when she said that, I was like, that is honestly like so simplistic yet profound because there was one point even in my social media, probably a year ago is when I heard this and I was doing the same thing. I was kind of just like posting what I wanted to do or like these people were like, oh, I'll send you like a cute outfit if you post about it. Cool. I do that, whatever. And then I just got to the point where like, I really seem to stick to what is true to me. Like what is true mm-hmm. to Kelly? What is true to right. my brand and the business I want to build for me myself? And so the same thing with you. It's like sometimes you want to get squirrel syndrome and be like, ooh, but I like this, but I like this, but I like this. Or like these are the opportunities that are coming, but like do they make sense in your larger vision for your business? Yes. That is such a good, uh, not good idea. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> good point. I've had too much paint in my paint system fumes, today. <laughs> yeah, all the paint fumes. Um, hey, there's one thing I do want to touch on before we yes. get in. Actually, I have two more things. I want to get into advice you'd give to those who want to start an LLC. What is that process even like? Confusing. And yeah, I keep like referring like to my boyfriend. Like- <laughs> I literally was like, Mike, I Googled it. And again, my boyfriend um, started his business well into like eight months before me. And the difference between our businesses, while they do coincide, it's pretty cool. We get to do some work together. It's given Chipping Joanna Gaines, but (laughs) but, just kidding. We love it. But he had kind of already gone through this process before me. And he came from one of the world's largest GCs before. So he had like a ton of 10 years of experience before this. So so his leap was a little different. And like, I've been doing this for so long under the man. Like, why can't I, I be the man? 
why can't I do yeah. this myself? So I'd be the man. Yes. Yes. I will be the man. But um, I want that it. on a bumper sticker. Why can't I be the man? Right. Yes. Maybe mm-hmm. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Paint on a wall, Summer. I, honestly, noted. It. Noted. Yes. Um, but I honestly, <laughs> this is where you lean on your mentors. I got him to help me. And we went through the city or the state, I believe. And it was actually pretty simple. I can't, this is bad, Kelly. I can't even remember the whole process because it is such a whirlwind at the beginning, but you enter in everything that you need to do. You had to get an LLC before you get like the bank account. I do suggest getting a business bank account. Your texts, people will love you for that. Um, But yeah, you just go online and it was a quick 10 minute process. And I got like my EIN, like within the same day. I think the next day, actually, I got the official documents for that. But my boyfriend was a mentor and helped me do that part. And I'm That's not a really good idea. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I would say that like find someone who's been through it. 100%. I know. I feel like that's that's not the best answer, but it was such a whirlwind. No, that's good advice. That is really, really good advice. Coming up with a business name, even like Elite Season Living is my business name. And we spoke about this like very briefly, but I wanted a cool name and it's called Elite Season Living because it's broad, but summer is the best season, I think. And it's the most elite season. So elite season living. That's where it came from. Oh, I love that. But so that is my LLC and everything. So you had to do all that. But I'm starting to I'm going to still use that as my business name. But you know, while going through the thick of it, like you said, I'm not necessarily rebranding, but maybe I needed something because socials are so important these Mm -hmm. days and they are your brand. I needed something a little more direct in elite season living because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do like Airbnb management and all this kind of stuff. So I kept it super broad, now more in a niche. I switched it to summer doing designs because it's direct. You know exactly what you're getting when you're coming to my page. And it also goes with my personal brand, summer doing things. So yeah. I know that's I like not it. about an LLC, but <laughs> no, no, I think all of that's important. And even with my photography business, I started as Kelly Hall Photography and then I changed it. It was before I had my LLC. I changed it to Kelly Renee Photography because I was like, well, someday I won't be Kelly Hall anymore. I'll have a different right. last name. LOL, jokes on and me. That's okay. It's Kelly like, Hall. It but, can change. Yeah. It yep. can change. It and can change. I keep obviously keep my LLC, but like speaking of mentor, my friend Jenna Sims was like, we got to like change that. <laughs> like, that's what I appreciate about honest friends. She was like, I love it. But like for social, like you need something like catchier, catchy for people something. to remember for sure. How you just said, Oh, how your husband was like, Oh, that's summer doing things like, Oh, that's summer doing designs. Like I yeah. needed something that was easier to rattle off. You know what they're talking about when you go yeah. there and it identifies what your business is. So yeah, as any business, you should have every social media handle, mm-hmm. obviously. Too, yeah. yeah, I just went off. Well, on a there. actually, <laughs> on that note, can you please tell us all where to before we get into Q and A, where we can find you, what your links are, your TikTok, all of that? Tell us. Yeah. So my Instagram, my personal is Summer Doing Things. Um, I sometimes post my designs and stuff, but it's more so what I'm up to in my real world and like my life, friends, family, things like that. My dog, my great day, but I will post. Typically on my stories, I'll post me doing like the painting and stuff, but more so if you're going to catch something on my feed, it's going to be on my design page, which is summer doing designs where you're going to catch all the new projects that I'm doing. I'm wrapping up this Airbnb this week and I'll have so much new content. I'm so excited about it's super funky. Yay! My TikTok, it's the same. I have summer doing things and summer doing designs as well. Love it. Summer doing things on TikTok is like 
my honestly, like I forget it's like honestly probably bigger than Instagram and I post the most ridiculous stuff on there as though it's like a personal diary that like billions of people can see, but luckily no one really sees it. That's more my goofy side and like kind of an insight to my personality. But some are doing designs. I just posted for the first time on there yesterday actually, because I wanted to get more content before I started like blasting out and being consistent. But yeah, those are my handles. Oh, well, everyone go check her out. She's amazing. Obviously, no matter where you're at in the world, she does virtual. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You are just building this empire. I'm always cheering for you. I'm always Always cheering cheering for you, girl. We're very thankful. I'm very thankful. Kelly's doing things. Kelly is trying things (laughs) and doing things and doing the best (laughs) I can here. (laughs) Thank you so so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you. Okay, so we're going to do some rapid fire. By Woo! rapid fire, I mean actually rapid fire. Yeah, I have no idea what she's about to ask me, so yes. I'm like... Nothing uh, like crazy. Okay. Okay, so real quick, what are you reading? What are you listening to? What podcast are you obsessed with right now? It's called Find Your FPF. <laughs> I can't Ooh. say the word on here. Um, it's really okay. cool. And it's kind of like teaching you how to unlearn everything that you've been programmed to learn your whole life and finding your passion. So I love doing listening that to book? that. It is a book. Or audiobook. Okay. You can do audiobooks, but that's what I'm currently listening to right now. Finding um, your FPF. Yeah. My okay. boyfriend and I, I feel like I'm referring to him a lot, but considering okay. we live together, I've just started businesses together and do work together. I think that's pretty normal. I'll talk my about partner in crime. Um, yeah. We listened to The Secret. We traveled so much over the holidays. We have a great day. And so we traveled like 20 hours up the coast. So we listened to The Secret. It's a little, I, I'm probably going to get haters for this. It's kind of strange listening to it because on audiobooks, it's probably better if you read it, but her okay. voice and like there's some music in the background that just trips me out and oh I my God, every funny. time but it's a really good message I know that okay, and it's all about manifestation and things like that always been a Gabrielle Bernstein girl she's awesome and then outside of those kind of podcasts I listen to crime junkies crime <laughs> junkies everyone tells me I need to listen to crime junkies but I'm like you know what I live in Chicago I've got a, enough of the crime yeah you don't need to scare already I don't want to scare myself exactly I love it it's we I think if we listen to almost every one of them because we've traveled so much and I really like, oh my god yeah it's so good but wait that, okay. I wouldn't say takes you to um inspiration it's more of like a, oh my god <laughs> really okay okay good to know good to know who are your favorite people to follow right now it's Bridget Bitch, the girl who messaged me back. It's Bridget Bitch. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna look her up actually, because I don't I haven't I don't never heard of her. Um Danny Daisy. Let me make sure I'm saying that correctly. I might have to re-say that. Yeah, she's like super out there. She has like a very eclectic maximalist style as well, are my favorite ones. I actually really like yeah, it's Danny Daisy. For my business too, like it's really important to stay hip on the happenings going around. So I follow an account called St. Pete Rising. Um, Also went to a networking group and it's all these people who are affiliated in real estate, all the new builds going on, all the restaurant owners, all like the corporations basically in St. Pete. So I would suggest getting, if you're doing something like I do, networking groups. So I like following you know, accounts that are targeted towards my city too. So those are some of my favorite follows as well. And then obviously Britney Spears is just fun to watch. Oh my God, Britney Spears. <laughs> Love it. What a random one to throw in the end. Britney Spears. <laughs> you know, I was an Baby. OG number one fan, but yes. Hey, hit have, us one more time. Things I love have it. 
transpired differently than I thought they would, but I enjoy watching. And last but not least, because I have to ask, who was your favorite person you met through Sports Illustrated? Like on the shoot or like when you were out, you know... Golden Barbie, Jasmine Sanders. At Golden Barbie, that's right. At Golden Barbie. Um, Really? She just is so humble. I mean, honestly, all the models were amazing. Like, you would have no idea, other than the fact that they're some of the most beautiful people you've ever seen, that they were so famous because everyone was just so humble and made me feel so comfortable. And it was literally the scariest time of my life. And I consider myself very confident, but like something happened where I was like totally terrified. But she was on the shoot with me and she just helped pose me and like, my hands, I guess, look weird in pictures. And I know that like, I think it's from cheering. I'm used to them being like robotic. Yeah. So like learning to loosen my hands and just like being my hype girl when she's like the ultimate baddie. was like so cool. I love that. And she just is very down to earth. So cool. Stunning. A stunner. I love her. She is my favorite person. I think, I mean, I loved all of them. And obviously MJ is the bomb. Like she's so, she's like the cool mom. Like she's your mom, but you want to be besties with her too. Oh, I love that. Well, someday. I'm still manifesting that yes, for my girl. future eventually. You Don't know when, to. but uh, we will see. I see when. it in your future, my Thanks. sister. <laughs> I'll be coming to you for mentorship when that time happens. But oh until then, thank you. You're so great welcome. catching up with you. you so too, great girl. chat. All I love things. you so much. Cheering for you in thank and you. offline always. So, yes. Thanks, thanks so much, Summer, for being here. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I feel like we just had a coffee date. I know. I loved it via podcast. You guys are also welcome for being able to join. Yes. And get a little peek into our lives. (laughs) Thanks, Summer. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. And I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you loved, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you are looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall. The views and opinions presented here in this episode are those of myself and do not necessarily represent the views of the DOD or its components. Appearance of or reference to any commercial products or services does not constitute DOD endorsement and those products or services. The appearance of external hyperlinks does not constitute DND endorsement of the linked websites or of the information, products, or services therein.